0: The both sides are ultimately blinded to the rise of this new 21st century monster that is far more insidious and far more powerful than anything we have seen in the history of our country. Now, I would love to tell you that it doesn't get any worse than that, but it does. It does get worse. There's a new guest who has shown up on the scene and turned this unholy alliance into a threesome. That's the Communist Party of China. They understand this game more deeply than any of us. There is even a Chinese word for wokeness. Bitesful is the word. It literally refers to woke white people in the United States and they use it to laugh at us. Let me play that one more time. That's the Communist Party of China. They understand this game more deeply than any of us. There is even a Chinese word for wokeness. Bitesful is the word. It literally refers to rogue white people in the United States and they use it to laugh at us. They use it to laugh at... Us? us. And yeah, he thinks he's white.
1: So uh, for anyone at the bad beginning bad. of the video, for any of the slow bus oh, oh, kids who didn't he's get he's it, right, yeah. for anybody who was thinking, well Jason, you, right, you're Come out of here, you and right, you right. wrong. And I didn't know what you want. you button, in you wrong. wrong right. Okay. Black and brown coalition. So for anyone who thought that maybe I was incorrect, maybe I was reaching Jason, you're putting words in his mouth. Let me play the words from his mouth. Let me just play those words from his mouth. Now, I can really stop tonight's video here, but let me tell you, I've got tons and not about this guy. I'm just starting it with him because I wanted to give you a very specific, personalized example of what the strategy for white supremacy the next 500 years will be and what it looks like. Now, now that I've played for you all the juicy part for you to hear, I'm going to start it over again because he was actually only getting started. and they use it to laugh at us and even worse they're using
0: they understand this game more deeply than us. there is even a chinese word for wokeness bites is the word it literally
2: refers to woke white people in the united states and they use it to laugh at us and even worse they're using wokeism as a geopolitical tool to erode our
0: standing on the global stage and if you have any doubt about that just look at what they're saying last year when European Union leaders pressed Xi Jinping about China's human rights violations, including locking up over one million Uyghurs in concentration camps
3: – who, by the way, Apple uses a slave labor to make their iPhones but they don't tell you that – his first response was that Black Lives Matter shows that the United States is no better.
0: Last month, when China's top diplomat came right here to the Alaska summit, in his opening remarks he falsely asserts that the United States is slaughtering, that is his word, slaughtering black Americans. And then he hopes the United States is better on human rights. That would be laughable if it didn't have such serious consequences.
1: Folks, we're only 13% of the population. He named three things that constitute an issue of being the woke disease. He mentioned race, he mentioned gender. He mentioned sexual orientation. Those were the three things that you named. And yet, you notice that he just keeps coming back to hammer black people, specifically black people, over and over and over and over. So what you have is an Indian Dixie craft, is what you have. Because white supremacy is a religion and he's telling you that when he went to a Jesuit school, that Jesuit school did not interfere or conflict with his Hindu beliefs. Now he's showing you that the fact that he's from India doesn't conflict him with identifying with and as white supremacists and white. And I'm just showing you clip F this is all from the same video that he posted over and over and over and over again telling you what he's really here for and what it's really about this is white supremacy for the next 500 years these are the people who will carry the banner for the next 500 years now what i'm going to do is i'm going to skip forward here about to the end so you can hear one more thing that I think is a good way of camping The 2020s should be about
0: celebrating what binds us together as a people. The American dream, and pluribus freedom, from many one. The other side might say this is just a load of high-minded trouble because we never lived up to our ideals as a country and you know what? They have a point. Actually, no they don't. It's true that America isn't perfect. We weren't perfect at our founding. We are not perfect today. I will venture to say we never will be perfect as a country. But more than any nation in human history, America
3: is as a people the American dream. In pluribus unum from many, one. The other side might say this is just a load of
0: high minded trouble because we never lived up to our ideals as a country. And you know what?
1: Yeah. I don't nonsense.
4: the constitution
1: of the united states was literally written as a document specifically giving rights to white men and by proxy white women and denying even humanity or personhood to black people so when he talks about the founders and america's founding principles those founding principles are clearly written in the constitution And that got this ship off the ground. So he can't say that, oh, well, you know, we never lived up to the ideals. That's wrong. America did live up to its ideals. That's exactly the problem. The ideal was white supremacy. The ideal was oppression and dehumanization of Black people. That was the ideal. And it worked. It was seen through and taken through to fruition. It didn't get stopped. It didn't get interrupted. It didn't get suspended. It went into full effect. So when he tries to sit up here and jump on the bandwagon, well, you know, we've never lived up to our ideals. Wrong. What we're fighting for today is the fact that those were and are the ideals of America. Let me say one more time. They were and are the ideals of America. Protecting and defending white supremacy. It was founded on white supremacy. It's based upon white supremacy. And to this very day, it keeps up the job and the obligation of defending white supremacy. And your very presence here, Mr. Ramaswamy, with your overt anti-black racist, racist attitude is the proof that it is very much alive and well. When I speak about white supremacy. And when we speak about white supremacy, the first thing you have to understand is that white supremacy is global. That's why we have been working so hard as foundationals to get everybody else on code. As the foundation, we've been trying to get everybody else on code to accept the reality that we've already pioneered for decades and centuries, that white supremacy is a global system. And as such, you should look no further than Britain. And oh, well, what do you know, Mr. Rishi Sunak, I'm starting to see a pattern here. I'm starting to see a pattern. Well, a member of the British Parliament... Asked Prime Minister Rishi Sunak about giving an apology for Britain's record on slavery. This is on the other side of the world. Supposedly the place that got rid of slavery first, as if you get a prize for that. We were the first to stop to outlaw brutalizing you on British soil. Although we did keep our British colonies because hell, the money was being made over there. So, yeah. Also, you're going to hear something very familiar when you hear her give her a complaint about it. But this is on the other side of the world and it'll be amazing how identical all of it sounds.
5: This month marks 23 years since the passing of the late great Bernie Grant, a former member of this house and the founder of the UK reparations movement in the UK. In his last prime minister's questions before his death, He asked for an apology to the people of African descent, living and dead, for our country's role in slavery and colonialism. But since then, prime ministers and heads of state have only ever expressed sorrow or deep regret. These are not sentiments that are befitting one of the greatest atrocities in human history. And there's been no acknowledgement of the wealth that has been amassed or the fact that our country took out the largest loan it ever has to pay off the slave owners and not the enslaved. Did you all hear that? That our country took out the largest loan it ever has to pay off the slave owners and not the enslaved. Sound familiar?
1: This is not in America. This is not in Indiana. This is not in Ohio. This is not in New England. This is in England. Sound familiar? oh yeah one more thing let me go ahead and thread this deal some more if you'll remember at the haitian revolution what did the french demand of the people that they were brutalizing they demanded reparations as the slave owners not as the enslaved but as the slave owners so this shows you that this is a white doctrine that no everybody if you had slaves You're going to get out the game clean. You're going to get out the game with your wealth intact. So they're letting you know that they understand the absolute imperative, making sure that everyone who participated in the slave trade, everyone who profited off of it, could not be bankrupted.
5: She took out the largest loan it ever has to pay off the slave owners and not the enslaved. So I want to ask the Prime Minister today if he will do what Bernie Grant asked all those years ago, what I have asked and what countless others have asked since, and offer a full and meaningful apology for our country's role in slavery and colonialism and commit to reparatory justice.
1: Now, by
5: the way, in case
1: you couldn't tell, she's talking about reparations. So if anyone is wondering whether or not it caught on and whatnot, and she's talking about vocal part of it 20 years ago, but let's be very, very clear. The reparations argument started here with us. We've been stomping it now for decades. It's catching fire. People are getting more emboldened. They're saying it full-throated. They're coming out with it. Now they're having the courage to be able to say that on the other side of the world. Well, your you're, you're non-white prime minister here, Mr. Sunak, representing Dykes. Well, when she says what she says here, understand from a fellow here who ostensibly you think has no, you know, no cultural dog in the fight. Listen to what he has to say.
5: Grant asks all those years ago what I have asked and what countless others have asked since and offer a full and meaningful apology for our country's role in slavery and colonialism and commit to reparatory justice. No,
3: no, no, Mr. Speaker, but what I think our focus should now be on doing is, of course, understanding our history in all its parts, not running away from it. Uh, but right now, making sure that we have a society which is inclusive and tolerant of people from all backgrounds. Uh, that's something that we, on this house, our kill side of the house, are committed to doing and will continue to do uh, But trying to unpick our history is not the right way forward and it's not something that
1: we will focus our energies on. Now, just like Mr. Ramaswamy, Mr. Sunak is Indian. He's second His parents came to Britain in the 1960s. His parents came to Britain in the 1960s. His parents came in the 1960s. You know, I just couldn't help but notice that so many of these children of these Indian immigrants who finally were allowed to leave from the sandbox in India in the 1960s, so many of them carry a consistent strain of anti-Black hostility and aggression. So you see, we're not fighting that first generation. We're fighting the second generation, and they've already had children, which means the third generation is already getting armed as we speak. I told you all we were going to be connecting a lot of dots tonight. It would be comprehensive. So stick with me, because we got a lot of ground to cover. But I want to show you that, by the way, white supremacy is global. And when I say that they have outsourced white supremacy, they've outsourced responsibility. They know who they're bringing in. They know who they're letting in. They know who they are allowing. Allowing, allowing into, quote, positions of, quote, power, even though none of these people ever achieve a position of power. Kamala Harris was the most comedic example of that. So they're showing you it isn't accidental that you keep running into this over and over again, no matter where you go. Now I want to show you one more disgraceful thing. You have this black woman here speaking on behalf of black people for reparations for slavery i want to show you all that this is deliberate and conscious and commit to reparatory justice yeah.
5: nice uh, well,
1: no, 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 no mr speaker but
3: what well, i think our focus should now be on doing is, of course, understanding our history in all its parts, not running away from it. Uh, but right now, making sure that we have a society which is inclusive and tolerant of people from all backgrounds.
1: Uh, that's something that we, on this House, are because Do you see behind Prime Minister Sunak? Behind him to his left? Do you see her? And we on this house our co-side of the
3: house are committed to doing and we'll continue to do co side of the house are committed to doing and we'll side on this house kill curls that's something that we on this house our co side of the house are committed and we on this house our co side of the
1: house are committed to Yes, yes, Zebbie, yes! Now, we already know where she comes from, so we ain't even got to get into that. We already know where she's um, from. And take a look at the chick next to her. That's not an Anglo-Saxon. That certainly does not look like an Anglo-Saxon sitting to her left. So they know the game they're playing. They know what they're doing. They know who they've chosen. They know who they picked. They know who they've allowed. And they are everywhere. Because if you're going to make white supremacy work for the next 500 years, you got to have all your bases covered and you got to put all the players in a position years and decades ago. Years and decades ago, you got to have all your players and all your pieces in place. You can't just jump up in 2023 and start putting them together. No, you got to start When black folks were making our moves in the 1960s, these other folks were making their moves to counter us at the exact same time. It should be absolutely no coincidence that when we got a Civil Rights Act, they also passed an Immigration Act. We get civil rights starting to get rolling, and then they say, oh, we better get an Immigration Act together. And I submit to you all that decades later, by the fruit from the tree, now you can see what the strategy was. These are the children of the immigrants that they wrote the Immigration Act for. These are their children. And they knew that this was what it was going to be. Because they engineered it. Can take care of White supremacy is global and is digging in its heels. The two socio-economic capitals of the world, New York City and London, and take a look at who's in charge. James that doesn't say a whole lot about who's in charge. Don't wait a it now. You have to understand if you can make this work. I've shown you the intellectuals. Now we're going to take this to the other end of it. Because you see, every ruler class has to have a labor class who executes the dirty work. And who would that be? Oh, right over here. Now folks, wait till you hear this. This is from Fox five in New York city. Those illegal aliens who've been getting busted up there by Texas governor, Greg Abbott and Florida governor Ron DeSantis and other states. All it took was 20,000 of them to make New York start screaming and squealing. But listen to this story from Fox 5 out of New York.
2: Brace yourselves is all I can tell you. Since arriving in the city, many asylum seekers are picking up various day jobs in order to make ends meet.
6: Fox and Jessica Formoso caught up with some of them this morning as they waited to be taken to a job site. (laughs) I'm
1: stopping this one right here because just so you can be aware, I'm just saying, just if visuals tell you anything. Just wait till you see the camera switch to the next shot.
6: Have faith in God and don't give up. Those are the words of Gustavo tanquino of Ecuador.
0: Ecuador. Go back. I'm home. wondering whose Benz he's leaning on. Right. By the way, I couldn't help
1: but notice. Um, the guy's a genius. If he's leaning on, he the bands. on it, Daniel just
0: lean
1: on anybody car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the license plate. I get that. Don't 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 think that's an excuse. Though them folks get around. By the way, I couldn't help but notice what he was what he was leaning on. So life
0: is hard for him. Got it
6: don't give up those are the words of gustavo tanqueño of ecuador who arrived four months ago every morning since he stands for hours on the corner of roosevelt avenue and 69th street along with dozens of migrant dealers of all ages waiting for a car to pick them up and take them to a job site He came in pursuit of the American dream, thinking New York would provide him with what he didn't have back at home, a job. If lucky, he gets picked up twice a week, making $150 a day, Mm -hmm. but he admits there are weeks he goes back Mm empty-handed. Here you really come to learn. You come to learn a trade. You can see the desperation.
1: Here you come to learn. You come to learn a trade. So in other words, when they talk about black folk being lazy or freeloaders or whatever, this guy's come up here, he doesn't have a skill. He's saying, you come to learn a trade. I wonder who's helping. The car
6: pulls up. They all run towards it, hoping today will be the day they will be chosen. We all come to look for work, and sometimes we only get one day, and it's nothing at all. Says William Devine will arrive three months ago, also from Ecuador. By the way, did you all know, they
1: all got smartphones? By the way, did anybody notice they all got smartphones and they all have cell phone service? So yeah, they're struggling so hard. They don't have a job. They don't have anything. I see a bunch of clean shoes and I see a bunch of smartphones with active cell phone service. Clean shoes, smartphones. Somebody has brought them here. I want you all to understand. Tonight we're gonna go so deep off into it because it isn't the reasons that you think. I mean, it partially is. Don't get me wrong. It's partially the reasons you think. But it's not the reasons you're in total yeah. that you think, not the real
6: To go also yeah. from Ecuador. He tells us this isn't the American dream he pictured. Oh, no, you're I thought it wasn't like that. Yeah. If I knew this, I would have stayed in my own country. Go back, motherfuckers. There was some work, very little, but something. Why you oh, you?
1: this certainly goes against the narrative that Somebody the ran, media it. in Where's New York it? tries to portray that, oh, they're just poor migrants and, Oh, there's no jobs or whatever. He just literally sat there and told yeah, you, oh man, to if it. I had known it was looking yeah. like this in America, I would have stayed. We yeah. had more jobs and more work where I came from. Yeah. So why did you come here? We told you. Who said you bigot? So let me get this straight. He came <laughs> all the way up here. Now, the media has to admit, oh, by the way, he's saying that he was better off where he <clears> came <throat> from. Then why are you imploring so many of them to come here? If there isn't the quote work and there isn't the jobs, because we told you, yeah, there's no jobs. Y'all like that. We got 20 folk of who can't get jobs now. So why are you still demanding and trying to give them egress to get here? You're flooding the zone. You're over flooding it. You're overcrowding it. Why are you doing that? When you know that it's not real. That's New York. Why don't we hop on over to Chicago?
6: Coming to Chicago overwhelmed city services. Migrants coming to Chicago overwhelmed city services. Nonprofits are stepping in to fill the void. WGN's Andrea Medina spoke with one family about the help they're receiving, and she joins us live from the South Side tonight.
1: She joins us live from the South Side. So, in other words, where drunk Uncle Lightfoot, Democrat Party's chosen apparatchik and henchmen. Yeah, she's going there on the black side of town because these this is targeted racism. And they're telling us about what they don't have on the south side of town. Black folk are on the south side of town, they're not on the north side. They're not up there on the north side. They're not taking them up there to Lincoln Yards. They're not taking them out there by the White Sox Stadium. They're not doing that. They dropping them where black folk are. Right in the middle where black people are, where there's no, there's no economy to deal with already. And what I told you all years ago, they're setting them up because you can't make it if you're not subsidized, they gotta be subsidized. So now you see at the bottom of the screen, finding housing for migrants. Once again, just like New York city, they grab a Latina, by the way, just like New York city, hell these two chicks could be sisters. They grab a Latina to go make the argument for them in the middle, in Chicago, which is probably the most racially segregated, at least starkly segregated city in America, go right there where black folk are. She's in the middle of black folk to tell us what these other people need to be getting. Andina, the
7: Venezuelan mother I spoke with is staying at the shelter behind me in West Englewood. She couldn't be more thankful to be out of her home country and have a roof over her family's head here in Chicago. But while she's only been here for a short time, she's demanding not to be forgotten because she says many in her situation have not received any public assistance benefits and remaining limbo on their next steps. Who the fuck does she she
1: hasn't here? received public assistance, but she's not a member of the public. She's not even a citizen of the country. Public benefits, at least in New York, at least them cats over there. We're talking about, we want a job. She's like, oh, let me bypass job altogether. Hey, where's my WIC voucher? I just showed up from Venezuela. Shout out to Hugo Chavez. And we have not forgotten Hugo Chavez. Let's be clear here. This is not the kind of help that Venezuela needs it really is
5: because
7: she says many in her situation have not received any public assistance benefits and remain in limbo on their next steps
1: well there's the person squawking and she's one among many
7: is part of a recent wave of migrants from venezuela seeking asylum in the us she arrived to chicago from texas with her five kids by plane almost a week ago
1: she came to chicago from texas with not one not two not three not four five kids now i wonder if they're all five of hers i'm wondering if all five are hers but by the way yeah she came up here with that gang of kids Again. And now that she's touched down, she's like, okay, I need y'all to drop me some benefits
7: the wave of migrants from venezuela seeking asylum in the u.s she arrived to chicago from texas with her five kids by plane almost a week ago and is staying at the olive branch mission in west inglewood she says we're grateful to be staying where we are we have a bed food and have also received coats but the mother goes on to say living conditions are not ideal for the children. She says we're not in a place where our kids' mental health is prioritized or where they can run around and play. At the same time, the mother adds she feels disconnected.
1: We're, we're just going to work this out with your children's father back in Venezuela. For all the passport bros who want to tell you about how much more family-oriented Women from South America are. They literally stand out here by the dozens. No men in sight. But by the way, next time somebody wants to try to lecture you about uh how ladylike and traditional values and all that, they ain't nothing like, like women. Bear, dude. Here, they, they know about family. They know about family here too. The baby mama said, Let me grab all the children." And let me go see if there's a tandem for something up there. From here on in, they will be foot to the floor. I want to show you this video from Urban International, Miami's first super tall skyscraper, the Waldorf Astoria, Miami, which is under construction listen to the
2: first 60 seconds believe it or not this stack of nine glass cubes is set to become the tallest building south of new york city and miami's first super tall skyscraper at 1049 feet tall and precisely 100 stories welcome to the brand new Waldorf astoria miami The Miami Downtown Development Authority aims to establish Miami as what they call the epicenter of the Americas by 2025. Miami's master plan for the city is to make downtown Miami the business, social, and cultural hub of North and South America. And let me play that for you all one more time. The Miami Downtown Development Authority aims to establish Miami as what they call the epicenter of the Americas by 2025. Miami's master plan for the city is to make downtown Miami the business, social, and cultural hub of North and South America. And projects like this are doing just that. So we start off talking
1: about the Waldorf Astoria under construction in Miami, but this really comes back to that uh, Miami World Center and the plans of the Miami Downtown Development Authority. Now, you heard what he just said, that their goal, they started this years ago, their goal was to make Miami the epicenter of the Americas... That is North America and South America. And folks, if you doubt, I've taken the liberty of going to the Miami Downtown Development Authority website. I want to read this for you here so that you understand how serious they are. 2025 Downtown Miami Master Plan. Folks, not 2055, not 2035, 2025. You got less than 24 months. The goal of this downtown Miami master plan is to connect and maximize the potential of the Central Business District, the Arts and Entertainment District, Brickell, and Miami's celebrated waterfront. Building upon previous plans and studies, this master plan provides specific action oriented implementation items that will increase the livability of downtown, encourage private, uh, encourage private sector investment and ensure the proper investment of public dollars. This master plan will outline a series of projects that support the goal of transforming downtown Miami into the epicenter of the Americas. Not 2055, not 2045, not 2035, in a year and a half. Recommendations should be distinctive and memorable. I think that jigsaw building y'all trying to make down there is memorable enough, let me tell you. Recommendations should be feasible and implementable. This master plan is not intended to be another passive plan or study, but rather a working document that lays out an aggressive course for delivery with catalytic action items that can be launched immediately. So they are letting you know exactly what they're doing here. When you step down here, section number one was overview. Section number two is status. Miami DDA staff and board directors are considering an update to the master plan or creating a new strategic plan. And section number three, becoming the epicenter of the Americas. And when you take a look here on their map, you show they're showing where Miami is. The, the literal title of this document, the title of their master plan is epicenter of the Americas. This is the title of it, not New York City, not Los Angeles, not Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, Miami, Florida. And it literally is telling you, oh, no, we don't want to be the epicenter of America or the economic center of the world. We see ourselves as the epicenter of the Americas that we're strategically located to have influence, not just on the North American continent, but South American. Well, people, here's the problem. You can't put a plan in place like this and be the city of Miami or the state of Florida because the state of Florida and Miami don't have any influence in South America. You would have to have, oh, the approval of the federal government. No, you would need the national government to co-sign something like this you'd have to be on the same page with all of them for the federal government so let me go ahead and skip down again by the way the title of their document the title of their master plan is downtown miami epicenter of the americans they say right here in the first paragraph That is the goal of transforming downtown Miami into the epicenter of the Americas. So in other words, to compete with Bangkok, Shanghai, Dubai, all those places you want to go fly around the world to, they want Miami to be the place that you fly into. New York is where you come and drop the money. California is where you come and live the live movie star life. Miami is where you come to enter the epicenter of the Americas, representing more than just North America. In other words, they're telling you that we are the representative of more than just the North. American continent, but by becoming the epicenter of the Americas over the next five to 10 years, we are striving to complete the remaining goals outlined in our 2025 downtown Miami master plan. From an urban planning perspective, the master plan includes enhancements to community spaces and streets, expansion of our transportation mobility network, and activation of our public spaces with art, outdoor dining, and green open space. In March of 2016, back in March of 2016, the Miami Downtown Development Authority Board of Directors revisited the 2025 master plan to review the progress and reassess its main goals. After the review, the board voted to refocus the five main goals of the master plan. The updated goals include, number one, enhance our position as the business epicenter of the Americas, not New York, Miami. Heighten the experience of arts, culture, and entertainment, not New Orleans, not Atlanta, Miami. Create great urban public spaces, foster a great public realm. Promote transit, connectivity, and mobility. Improve quality of life and livability. But number one, enhance. Notice what they're saying. They didn't say to create, they said to enhance. So what they're telling you is oh, we're already the business epicenter of the Americas. Already. Folks, this is not Jason Black suppositioning. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not somebody making something up. You can go Google it right now. As a matter of fact, let me do you all a solid. I'll drop the link to it here, right here in the chat room right now. There goes the link for you. Whether you're watching this live or recorded, you can go to their website yourself and see it that this is the plan. But Jason, why would they be going so whole hog for a plan like this? What's the benefit? What's the goal? What would be spurring this on? Well, there are a number of different reasons, but I'll drop one for you. If white supremacy is to maintain itself for the next 500 years, then it is going to have to tackle global challenges, not local ones. Black people in America are already locked down and boxed down. The only way that, that, ch- that your power base would change is if Black people get reparations and establish themselves as an economic force. But if you're going to hold this thing together, you got to realize the rest of the world is trying to aggregate and organize itself as a block, an economic block against you. BRICS, which you all know is British, um, which you all know is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, South Africa, all the places they could have chosen. Why South Africa? It's not this major economic hub, but why is South Africa a member of it? Because they got plans for the entire continent of Africa, and South Africa is going to be key to executing that for these other places. Now, I want you all to understand how far this goes. I told you I was going to take you deep into this at a level that nobody else has. You are witnessing as the eastern hemisphere of the world is organizing itself for socioeconomic and possibly literal military combat against the West. They're already organizing themselves, and with that Brazil part of BRICS, that means that these elements already have influence Inside the southern hemisphere of the West, they've already got a foothold in the southern hemisphere of the West, just like America has its footholds in Japan, in Korea, in Vietnam. Well, guess what? These other folks now are putting their toe prints in the southern hemisphere of America. So white supremacy is having to reorganize itself. Because this is the challenges they'll meet. Now I want to show you all, just in case you didn't understand this, I've heard a lot of people talk about bricks. I've heard a lot of people pretend that they can talk about bricks. I've heard a lot of people claim they can talk about bricks. They say all kinds of things talking about bricks, but I never hear any of these people who claim to tell y'all that they're the African is telling you they're going to educate you about bricks. You notice I never hear them bring up, uh, this story. How many of you remember this story? Let me go ahead and zoom in a little bit for you here. NPR, back in 2020, during the pandemic, how many of you remember this story? It was in the news and then it went away. There is a disputed border in the Himalayas between India and China. You know, the I in bricks and the C in bricks. India and China. There's been bloodshed i'm talking about recently there's been death there have been skirmishes and clashes between the chinese military and the indian military there has been death there have been soldiers there's been bloodshed there's been people killed in this particular incident it was 20 indian troops and four chinese don't you know that emboldened china they're telling themselves hell four of our soldiers could kill 20 of theirs we can walk right over them. the two most populous nations in the world, China and India, a third of the world's global population, and they've already been slugging it out in these disputed areas in Asia. And yet, that isn't preventing them from seeing the need and the necessity and the benefits of building an economic block specifically to counter the West in general and the United States in specific. And they are all demonstrating that they have global aspirations. And that includes the rulers of South Africa, the Afrikaners, who were not dispossessed, who were not separated from the wealth they stole and who are still the power brokers who control South Africa. So when you wonder why South Africa, I'm telling you why it is. It is the whites in South Africa and the whites in India, the whites in India, the whites in India... It is the whites in South Africa, the whites in India, the whites in Brazil, and they are all putting themselves into position for what they're going to do for the next 500 years on both sides of the world. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, the whites in Russia, can't leave them out. Because Russia is no friend to black people. Yeah, I remember Paul Robeson. Russia is no friend to black people. So does it make sense to you now? Does it make sense to you now that with America telling itself that it's staring down the barrel of a world that for the next 500 years is actually reorganizing itself to challenge American white supremacy and replace it with another white supremacy? Does it make sense to you now that America would see an extreme urgency in propping itself up, in gathering strength from wherever it can, to marshal together the genetic legacy wherever they can? Because, you see, they won't control anything. All they'll be able to do is submit and contribute their strength to the cause. Jason, what cause? The cause of white supremacy, staying in power and staying in control. The leadership class is bringing in reinforcements. And the idea isn't just economic, the idea is political, that you need to establish your control outside of America and Florida, specifically Miami, Culturally speaking, they keep yelling about culture, culture, culture because Miami, not New York. New York ain't got no stroke in South America. And uh, North America, the United States government, is held in very high suspicion in South America. But guess what? Miami, Florida isn't. They make a distinction between Miami, Florida and America. So Miami, Florida has entree. And influence and an ability to communicate that these other places don't. And they are showing you now that America now sees it as necessary to put its dime on influence throughout this Western hemisphere altogether. And even for countries that ain't cool on you, if their people are desperate and eager to get to you, then you've got control and influence over them. You can neutralize two birds with one stone. Will it work? Jason, you're laying out a great big hypothesis here, but where's your proof it's true? Where's your proof it works? Where's your proof that the empirical data bears out what you're saying? Very glad you asked. For those of you who've forgotten, and you can Google this forever, I like this one from IndiesTimes.com. New study, this is back in 2019, right before the pandemic, but the facts are still the same. New study says the median black family will have zero wealth by 2082. You'll see other articles that show that you'll have zero wealth by 2053. Many people would argue that we have zero wealth today but they definitely want to make sure that they submit this in concrete forever. And if you're gonna submit something like this in concrete forever, long after you're dead, that means you have to have kicked up a tsunami. Before you got buried in the ground, you have to kick up a tsunami. And I submit to you today, that's exactly what they've done. Now the article here says, the story of the growing inequality in the United States has many dimensions. There is an overarching story of the last four decades of polarizing income, wealth, and opportunity. Well, they're certainly making sure that some of these other folks here get opportunities, whether they want or not. They're certainly propping them up. Black folk have never received this level of uh, help and assistance, by the way. But the many ways these inequalities manifest depend on people's gender, get the hell out of here, race. Age, immigration so status, get the double hell out of here, no, and other experience. One of these white bitches up here to do that? Go skip down they here. He it says wealth is where the past shows up in the present, both no, in terms no, no, of historical no, no. advantages and barriers. So Measures he he of wealth, what, I mean, what you own minus what you own, reflect the multi generational story of white supremacy okay. and okay. asset building. So you want to for example, the median yeah. white family it's now accurate. has 41 yeah. times more wealth than the median black family and 22 times more wealth than the median Latino family y'all don't need no help y'all are good y'all real good you're way closer to white folk than we are you're good now folks everybody else doesn't put this in his proper perspective they always read stories like this and leave it out of his proper perspective but I'm gonna make one sentence one statement tonight that hopefully will gather everything I've said here tonight, bring it to its conclusion, so it puts all of this in its proper context and perspective. I urge you now to brace yourself for when we get there, because no one you've ever heard will put it in its proper context and articulate it the way I'm about to hear in a few moments. These are one of our findings and dreams deferred: a new study on the racial wealth divide that I co-authored for the Institute for Policy Studies. Overall, inequality has grown as wages for almost half of all U.S. workers have been flatlined since right. 1970. So this has to touched people of all races, way clearly way in touch, but didn't impact no one, anyone nearly as much as black folk. That shows you what the hell is about. Now, this is what I want to bring you to. are going for you. This is what I wanted to bring you to. This is for you to get a point. Since the early 1980s, median wealth among black and Latino families has been stalled at less than $10,000. The median black family today owns $3,600, just 2% of the $147,000 of wealth the median white uh, family, that, wow. the median our Latino three family three has assets of $6,600, just 4% of the three, median white three, family. Like and yet they got four, more than black there. folk. Well,
0: so that's not accidental. That. Since of it,
1: 1983, median wealth from all US households declined by 3%, adjusting for inflation. Over the same period, the median black family Saw their wealth drop by more than you half. Heart. Your heart makes you breathe
0: too, you know. Median wealth for all life.
1: U.S. households That's fell by three percent, but Black folks saw theirs fall by fifty percent. Don't compare us to Latinos; they get white folks' results. Don't compare us to Chinese; they get white folks' results. Don't compare us to Indians. They're getting white folks' results. We are in a class by ourselves because unlike these other groups, we have been targeted. Now I take you to the crux of the reason I brought you here tonight. They go on to say, if the trajectory of the past three decades continues, By 2050, the median white family will have $174,000 of wealth. Latino median wealth will be $8,600, and Black median wealth will head downward to $600. In fact, median Black family wealth is it on track hurt. to reach zero dollars by 2082 hurt, hurt. brothers and it sisters really from around the world, world do you understand what they just said they just said that white folks have already got, got 50 times I thought, more I wealth they than they you have that's what yeah. they have today. And despite yeah. all the things that we mentioned, so-called vote culture, so-called the immigration yeah. crisis, the illegal alien crisis, the bricks crisis, despite all of that, they're telling you that in 30 years, white folks' wealth will increase to 174000 Their wealth will go up. Our wealth will go down you've never heard anybody tell you that within the context of these conversations that by the way these folks have run the numbers their white folk are already well ahead of us and what they're saying is that going into the future white wealth will only increase however black people's wealth will decrease to zero The legacy of Lee Atwater, the legacy of Strom Thurmond, the legacy of Carl Rove, that you will discuss these topics without having to use the word black, and that the, uh, it'll affect everybody, but the effect on white people will be minor, the effect on black people will be catastrophic. And white people will be okay, It'll require a little slowdown, but the effect on Black people will be utter devastation. And you will do it while Black folk can buy more tennis shoes, more cell phones, more sneakers, more sh- shirts, more handbags, and more overpriced housing than ever. And that they have calculated that even in the face of all of that. White people's wealth is actually going to increase. It's actually going to go up. So will Latinos. And while we're dealing with that, as you all know, most Latinos identify as white. So they're going to be actually part of this 174,000. These folks right here are the 8,600. These are the 8,600. That's the 8,600 right there. This is the zero. Sure. Not them. This okay. is the zero. No, they're the eighties The Latinos, the eighty-six hundred, even the brown ones, even the ones if, if they don't identify as white. Many of them do. Many of the brown ones do. Oh, letting you know, but well, we're going to be the eighty-six hundred. We're not going to be that six hundred. Damn sure ain't going to be the zero. We're going to be the eighty-six hundred. I promise you all tonight. I was going to give you the 720 degrees of analysis you received nowhere else that you would have a clear perspective on what white supremacy is planning and doing and has already put the machine and the wheels in motion for the next 500 years of dominance. And the last 500 years, black people could be poor. The next 500 years, wipe you
0: out. Extinction. You can't be
1: nowhere. Last five hundred years, we suppressed you. Yeah, they're trying to make it the next five hundred years, elimination, and everybody who goes with the program, everyone who signals that they're on the team, everybody who makes it clear that they ain't gonna rock the boat, they're not gonna cause any problems. They're just looking to improve their position in the white supremacist system, but they have absolutely no interest whatsoever in overthrowing it, all of them are slated to be good. Why, you will get to join us in establishing the empire of the Americas, but you first have to let us know that you are not going to be in league with the only threat to white supremacy that ever lingering black presence that threatens to bring the whole damn thing down because they are the only group who has been historically and currently is against white supremacy. Everybody else is all for it. We're the only group against it. That took me almost an hour and a half, but I think it's been worth your while for me to be able to play prosecuting attorney and lay out the case in its entirety with every detail so that you understand that we're not going on hyperbole and we're not going on rumor and innuendo that when you see this happening right here, you know, damn well, this only helps what's going on in Miami. And that only helps going on in Florida, but it will not stay there because I mentioned in Miami California is already the sixth largest economy in the world. And what does she sit up here and tell you in their piece here on uh, NBC? That when they come over here, they're looking to see if they get mobbed up at the border. The same journey that you made. A lot of information Trust
0: me.
6: Social media sites are even giving tips on where to cross here in California. It's considered a better bet over Arizona or Texas
1: yeah, these places that want to bolster their economies. And let's be clear if you're going to build something like this thing in, in, in Miami, you're going to build something like this, that's going to require a lot of labor, isn't it? And by the way, the cost on this thing they talk about is pretty damn cheap, to be totally honest. Let me go ahead and get into that too. So you can find out they're actually talking. basically compared to New York and California, the building cost they're actually talking about is actually eh, relatively cheap.
2: The tallest one, consisting of 360 residential condos and a five-star hotel with over 200 rooms managed by Hilton. The structure way a square foot in Miami.
1: And understand, remember, I taught you in my documentary film 7am, I taught you that every time you build one of these mega structures, I just, you, I just shared it, to it you. sets off an economic bomb that blows up the housing and property values of everything around it. So in other words, all the other buildings around this thing are going to start to reach parity. All the other buildings around this thing it. are yeah. gonna reach parity. So when this no thing more. goes up, it's gonna raise the values of all right. the, the square footage of all the surrounding existing buildings. When they come up, everybody come up. Oh, right. and then if I can use, it, then I'll use that. When they come up, everybody comes up. You do the market, 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 market. And this is just one. The Downtown Development Authority of Miami has approved. At this point right now, they've approved two dozen buildings. They haven't approved just one. This is just the one we talking about. They've approved a two dozen more. And this is just really phase one. They have every intention of Miami looking like bangkok or shanghai or dubai every intention that's where we going. so what i'm telling you is they're not going to build 20 skyscrapers this is just going to be the first 20. this is just the first 20.
0: so everybody can start going up in the sky
1: the next 20 is they're going to really get your off, attention Hurricane proof And miami in many ways Mimics Chicago, black folk are specifically segregated in specific areas, and they're going to get them out the way. You're going to get priced the hell out of here. This is major movement. So if any of you were wondering what's the game plan, what's the goal, and oh, yeah, it isn't lost on me that, uh, Ron DeSantis, your faux Latino governor in Florida, who's sitting up here yelling about woke all the damn time, has overwhelming support among Latinos in Florida. And it hasn't missed me that these folks up here jump up and talk about that, and this all seems to come back to Florida, that Florida's going to set the tone for the way things are going to go down from here on in. It's not lost on me. that's who's going to be setting the tone for it. My job is to make sure that you have all the intellectual firepower and knowledge and insight that you can possibly have, that you're not relying and groping on rumor and innuendo and your uninformed uncle fresh out the joint, that you have somebody who can show you specific examples and show you how all the pieces hook together buffer classes of individuals brought over here decades ago for the purposes of prepping the groundwork. Because if you're going to destabilize Black folk, you got to start early. Five decades later, the tree is bearing the venomous fruit. And now, They have taken up the mantle and the words and the vocabulary of the white supremacists and they're specifically targeting us. Both in America and abroad. They are flooding the zone from the north, the south, the east and west. With your replacement labor class, sending them specifically into black areas, specifically. specifically targets everywhere you go black people are targeted black people are targeted black people are targeted black people are targeted every move they make targets us they have a labor class that will come in and their job is to make sure that they maintain the status quo so we've got them at the top and then you got them at the bottom and you squeezed out all together. With the United States government saying, and yes, this is the plan, whereby which we'll not only hold on to what we have, but to counter some of these upstarts before we put them all back in their place. Which ultimately is going to happen. They'll put Eventually they'll put them back in their place. But before they do, now let's go ahead and knock out this hemispherical thing. This gives us the excuse to do it. The reason why I have the black channel is so I can go in the long form about these things, so I can connect all the dots, so that you leave here fully informed. Now you understand what the vision is. Now you understand how the machinery works and how it's all connected. Now you understand the plan of white supremacy for the next 500 years. However, you might disagree. Therefore, the telephone lines are now open. The number is 646 787 That's 646-787-1933. Your personal access code to the Wankers Radio Program in existence. The only one of its kind on Planet Earth today. As always, you are welcome to join us. I want to send a big shout out here to everybody who has contributed to tonight's program. On PayPal, Cash App, Super Chat, Venmo, Black Voltron Reloaded as always. Thank you very much, your brother. We appreciate that. Supporting new Black Media Month My um, Girl Shiny, thank you very much for your support as well, man. We appreciate that. Thaddeus Jones II and everyone else who has contributed to support tonight's program. We thank you very much here. We're gonna take a very brief commercial, non-commercial break. When we come back, we'll be taking your phone calls. This is the Black Channel.
6: Today, to experience all the benefits of Ash cake and Natural Body Butter with Skin So Smooth and soft. we'll thank us for Shop Ash Kicking online. That's A S H
5: K I C K I N.com. Brothers
0: and sisters. My name is Joe Jackson from the Foundation of Black America, and I interviewed for IT with the goal of helping the family locally. The industry's been changing, I've learned a lot. But how do we get here? How do we navigate issues we face in the workplace? How can we get our house in order? Read
4: the concept and intricacies of being black and IT, now on Amazon, as well as the best selling
0: guide to being black in IT. Go to beingblackinit.com.
6: More Threads, a brand owned by a descendant of Black American Freedmen was created to uniquely address Black American history and contributions that have been intentionally hidden and suppressed. Use their apparel and more to learn and share the Black American history of Black inventions, heroes, towns, Black business districts, and more. Sign up and support not only a Black-owned business, but a movement at www.morethread.com. Hi, this is Brenda Starr, creator of poetry with a purpose, and author of the book Press But Not Crushed. Press But Not Crush is an anthology of political poems that address current and historical issues in American descendants, of slave population and African American population. The book describes slavery and its residuals, Jim Crow segregation, social depredation, and other relevant issues to American descendants of slaves and in African-Americans, including the current political climate that does not address our issues.
1: This is Black Channel. I am your host, your brother, your humble servant of Black authority Very glad to have you all with us here this evening, and the telephone lines are now open. The number is 646 787 That's 646 787 Your personal access code to the Blackest Radio program in existence. I want to thank everyone who's contributed to support tonight's program here as well. So to um, Tamara, thank you very much for your support. Mr. Richburg, Mr. Baker, and everyone else, thank you very much for supporting the program here tonight. We have been talking about white supremacy for the next 500 years and how that's going to go and what that's going to look like, what they're doing it for and why it's happening. Connecting all the dots, why it is that going forward they'll be foot to the floor. So let's go ahead and get you to weigh in on that. We're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines here. Let me get caller from area code 860. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
7: Hi, Jane
1: from Hartford County, Connecticut. Okay, what is your name? Hello.
7: Jane from Hartford County, Connecticut. Hello,
1: Jane. And what's on your mind?
7: J J J J E A N. Yes. Oh, i was just
1: concerned, you know,
0: you know, hearing what's you know about to take place. It's good to know ahead of time and all that. I'm just concerned about you know my people. <laughs> What can we do, what solutions other
1: than what we're doing now, is, you know, working and some people are working to get their own businesses, learn all we can from YouTube, what else can we do? Okay. Um, let me find out a couple of things here. How long have you been listening to the program? Oh, tonight? No, well, no, I mean, how long have you been a subscriber to our program?
6: Um, over a year.
1: Okay. And what you're telling me is that in the last year, you have not heard us repeatedly articulate the solution. Well,
0: I guess I'm being kind of like, I don't want to sound, big, but kind of like being overwhelmed as we see that if other nations of people are joining in with what we deal with already. In this country, you know, it's kind of like I don't want to say scary, but it's kind of like you know, overwhelming, and just
1: want to make sure we're covering all bases. I gotta tell you, I I appreciate your support and everything, and you're listening in. That smoke alarm chirping is painful, scary to me. (laughs) That was frightening because I'm worried you're not gonna be able to get out the house if something happens. So, the nine volt battery will change your life. But what I will tell you here is, uh, let me find out here first of all, where are your people from? My uh, parents are from Alabama. Okay. You ended up in yeah, an odd neighborhood. Are they originally from Alabama?
0: I thought she was coming to you. No, my parents are from Alabama, yeah. All right, where are they from
1: where's your family from originally? Um you got mother-father? Well, I'm talking about your ancestors. Hello. Oh, I
0: just know
1: my person from Alabama, um, from an African-American. Sounds interesting there. Well, here's what you need to remember. Our job is to make sure that you are properly informed about the situation that you find yourself in, not improperly informed. So what we have to do is keep right. you up to date as the conditions on the ground change, as things are happening. You don't go into a war zone and they take a picture one time and then tell you, "Okay, get out there and go win." You have to stay up to date. The, the battlefield is changing minute by minute. You need to know what's happening. You need to know where there are more soldiers aggregated. Know where they're moving. You need to know their supply lines. You need to know if they're getting any picked up any new allies, or any new alliances. You need to know what the troop movements are migrating to. So you need to have up to date information. Now tonight's program is a little bit different because I usually don't go into withering detail into a bunch of different places. So I usually don't go into as many places as I did tonight, but tonight's program was expansive. So you might be a little bit overwhelmed by the fact that we touched on so many things, but the bottom line is white supremacy is global. And you can't fight a global system if you don't know who the players are and where the players are and how the players are moving. Oh, so, why coming? so this is all information yeah, that you okay. need. If you're going to start a business, for example, like the Turkey Leg Hut, right? if you're going to do that, you got to remember you may be in Houston, Texas, but there's a lot going on there. Yeah, There's a lot going on. And you need to be aware of everything that's happening everywhere, not just one place, so that you can be prepared for that because you got a bunch of black folks who think that they um have white allies or brown allies, that that's their plan, that's the plan that they have. Well, don't worry. We got a large Indian population in New Jersey, in Chicago. We got a large Indian population. Don't worry, they're minorities like us. The other thing is to make sure this is clarified to you who the actual ones are, because if you're telling yourself that Well, as long as they're not old, we'll be okay. The young ones don't think like that. The young ones ain't that way. They'll tell you that. And then you'll turn around and get blindsided. They'll sit here and tell you, you understand these folks are being given big money. This Ramaswamy dude, he comes from big money. He's doing interviews with Jordan Peterson. He was on Meet the Press earlier today. They asked him about everything except his racist comments. They asked him about transgender. Asked him about everything except his racist comments. They mentioned it at the beginning, Chuck Todd mentioned it at the beginning, never came back to it. Now, young people need to be fully informed so that they recognize the trick bag and the code language when they hear it so they look for those things because he'll sit there and tell you that the issue is being woke he named three things when he started but i'm like hey you better keep listening when you let him keep talking you heard him finally narrowing down to who he's really after and he kept coming back to it back to it he mentioned gender twice he mentioned black folk what a half a dozen times or more named three things but hammered on only one and then you come back to sunak and then you go to these other places. So when you're sitting there asking, "No, oh, what do we do about it?" You do what we have told you to do about it. But you need to be informed. You need to know the timelines. You need to know the places. You need to know the dates. You—we can't stop them from bringing these people in here, but we can damn sure be aware of what's going on, where they're happening at, so that we can make individual plans and individual moves. So if you see them flooding the zone on the south side of Chicago. By us telling the South Side of Chicago, hey, they flooded the zone. Lori Lightfoot got kicked out of office, and, and in part because black folk in the South Side started march- mobilizing. When we started reporting that, hey, they're putting them all up in, in the school there on the South Side, they're bringing in the illegals and dropping them the school as their housing. So you get the information, and I expect to think strategically about it. She
0: need to get that damn smoke alarm. Thank too. you very much for giving us a call
1: tonight. Why are you here? Why you Let me get called from here code 323. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, good evening, brother Jason Black. This is Brother Elijah calling out of Lake Success, New York. All
0: right, Brother Elijah, what's we'll going on? Brother, um two uh, two going on three years ago, you and Professor Truth did a masterpiece program and Professor Truth um pointed out how the powers that be were gonna do what they could do to um, physically eliminate us. And we had to uh, fight and push back as hard as we can. Now from tonight's program, we see the um, game now, they're just, if they can't physically eliminate us, they're trying to financially eliminate us. My question is this, do you predict, okay, if we leave these changing cities decentrifying areas and just keep going to another area. Do you believe that these um, people will keep following us until
1: we wind up in the street? That's my question. I mean my, my question to you is when you say, well hey, if we move to another area, where are you gonna move the white supremacists don't already have control and influence? Where are you going? Give me the example. Oh big brother, I oh, one, I, heard, I didn't mean that. If you make if you make the suggestion, I'm like, okay, I'm all for it. Tell me where you're going that you're not gonna being, not in this, really the same problem.
0: Oh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm, um, please pardon, my, um, pardon me for that. Uh, I was just talking about we leave um, Los Angeles to go to Ontario, or mm-hmm. just as an example. we we'll leave it. Just yeah, leave right. to go to, a yeah, go, to, to like
1: Canada, go to Canada where Jordan Peterson uh, and Stephen Crowder are from. So,
0: yeah, let's go the there. was a snitch, right? Yeah, he
1: was a snitch. No, I understand. Yeah. A, Don't, totally the Totally uh, safe. No, every week. Totally safe. Every week. Another one I'm people saying people is that you all, that. like the previous caller here, here's the issue. What you all are articulating is a lack of skill set. As black people, we, we, we can't look for, oh, where are we going? With, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? If you're executing the plan the way we've been talking about for over a decade, it isn't about <laughs> going someplace where there is no adversity and there is no conflict, there is no difficulty. It is about you being built up and prepared to handle whatever you run into wherever you go. That's why I was explaining to gene. That's, if you've been listening for a decade, you know that's why I tell you I'm not telling you you're going to go somewhere where there's not going to be problems. Everywhere you live in a system of white supremacy. Is a system. It is everywhere. There's nowhere you're going to go run to hide. There's nowhere you're going to go to put distance between you and them. They conquered the world 500 years ago is the point I made to everybody. Christopher Columbus, they conquered it 500 years ago. You ain't running nowhere. There's nowhere to run to. I'm teaching you how to stand, not how to run. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Let me get caller from Country Code 447. You're on live with Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is uh, Adrian. I'm
0: calling from London, England. All right, Adrian, London, what's on your mind? Um, I was watching your show, I've been mean, a long time as well, I've been trying to get through to you for like at least 10 years. Um, I think you've got a few good points about what you've been at. Um, when the Chiefs of was coming up in the uh, elections, he made a few presentations about how he loved the English society and what English society stood for, and how he was going to stay loyal to the English values. and I thought at the time he was very telling of where he was really gonna go with his campaign and then he had his you know allegiance to white society. And like you said to the previous color, I believe mean, there's nowhere to run. Uh, obviously I'm here in England, and am uh, a child of uh, Jamaican heritage. But I think the dynamics here in is a lot different America, because most of that is well basically all of us are from all different colonies of the um Of the British colonial system. And uh, the Asians are very, very loyal to white supremacy. They have a very large caste system amongst themselves where they can't marry Muslims or they can't marry Jingles. But however, they can also marry white people, which i obviously, I live in London, but there's a very large Asian community, and that's how they operate. They alienate out the black people, uh, the jobs, a doctor friend of mine was um, eliminated from his work by the Indians. They say he should just do a rapper. We have I'm an accountant. We have a lot of these people working around us. So it's very hard to work with Indians. Strangely, that the better that work with the white people than in the So I think you made a few good points by putting that, what you've seen that right today,
1: and I'd like to thank you for that. Well, yeah, we try to stay on top of these things, and you're absolutely right. You know, anyone who knows the history of India knows that it was a British colony and really intellectually and culturally, it still is. The problem with the Indias of the world and the Jamaicas of the world is that there's a sizable portion of the population that seeks to validate itself as British subjects. They seek to validate themselves as being, you know, part of the system and part of the uh, the culture. So Sunak got in his position You can see why he got there. He's made it very clear. He's not going to upset the status quo. He's here to maintain it. So they didn't choose him because they were bored. They chose him because he let them know, oh, I'm here to maintain the status quo. And he believes it. This was the problem that black folk had with Barack Obama. Black folk in America simply couldn't wrap their heads around the idea that you could have a black person... Who was a full-throated, full, fully invested white
0: supremacist um, black what folk? People, on hey, the he's, he's, he's
1: identifying racism, yeah. we're yeah. on it. he's mentioning he's it here, he's, he's acknowledging it exists,
0: on and then
1: turns right around and upholds yeah. yeah. the status quo. Yeah. That has been the
0: psychological stumbling block that, that black folk have had all this time. This is why we're begging yeah. the drum because
5: you black folk in America
0: are the population. Black people in Britain are half that.
1: And you're seeing yeah. you're seeing a dynamic where right now in America they're letting in the Latinos and the Asians and the white immigrants, but they're the Haitians back in the game. And over there in Britain, you're seeing the same thing. They're gathering up the black immigrants, the black I'm sorry, the black illegal immigrants. They're gathering them up. They're making plans to do that, but. Everybody else, we're yeah, be like a little, little, little hands-off with them. But for the black
0: ones, they do the same thing that's doing over here in the States. They're filtering them out. I don't know if you've heard about the woodbrush scandal that we had over here. Yes. Um, where we had people like my uh, grandfather who came over here and built the motorway system that they didn't have at the time. Was doing who, uh, and was going there uh train and world with them. And then he actually were going, And everybody was funny, had a British passport, and what they did was they just changed the rules. And so, everyone who came on a British passport from the colonial country, they no longer are uh, a citizen, and then took them out of the country. And there was a massive scandal here. You had hundreds of thousands of people being sent back to uh, Jamaica, Caribbean, African countries, and uh, it works regardless if you are uh,
1: equal, equal, equal. That's what I'm just okay. Well, yeah, I mean, what they're showing you is what we've always warned about. Black people are legal aliens. And this is why it is so important for us to discuss and make sure we bring up the history of these things. Because when you start noticing that, hey, Britain, see, the thing that they play in America is there's these lies that get told. Canada's not racist. Australia's not why racism is an American issue. That's a North American problem. Why over here in Britain, we were the first ones to get rid of slavery. And then when you actually go into the details, you realize that's a damn lie. You only got rid of slave you only outlawed slavery on on the British continent. Not continent, but in the British nation itself. But that wasn't even where slavery was being practiced. It was being practiced in the colonies, and slavery was still alive and very much well there. So it was this double speak. And you notice in 100, 200 years later, you're still dealing with this double speak. What they're telling you is we have every intention of keeping on doing exactly what we've been doing. We're going to have intellectual arguments with you, but we're not going to make any substantive physical changes unless we're forced to do so. That's why everybody has to recognize the devil everywhere we go is the same one. So it's fun to as well. The UK,
0: especially the UK government, consider, consider America one of their colonies. Just a colony obviously going independent, like Australia or Canada. That's how it's over here. We're like, there's a separation, a more of a, a cousin relationship. Because obviously, they were making, over there, the thing was happening. Uh, that was being funded, by, being funded by Oxford University, funded by all of our institutions over here, Lawrence Bank, Parking Bank, and rivers uh, and were made, and they were too big the public over here. That's why in America, all of the countries, most of the places are named after areas like where I live, Kenton, Harrow, uh, all these Abbotson areas, it's just, um, they make them a very,
1: it just it's connected all the way through, isn't it? the connection has never gone really. That's why it's important for us to talk to each other. Make sure everybody's on code. Make sure everyone understands. Make sure everybody gets it so they're not having stupid arguments so the children are not sitting up here because, as you know, brother, in in Britain, the first thing them fellas do, when they get off the plane or the boat from Nigeria or Jamaican. They're like, hey, where the white women at? Point me Uh, me straight to it. That's 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 the number one thing they do. And the next thing you know, here comes the winder. But then here comes Windrush and the white chick you was laying up with ain't nowhere to be found. And you so know you mentioned those two people that were sitting next to um
0: the Prime Minister, both of them are like classic they're
1: nice, and, like white guys and uh, you know, they're they're classically you know, on the cool trailers and say over there. Um, so yeah, they got, got the immigrant see, uh, they got immigrant tooth gap. I've told y'all about that before. They got yeah. the immigrant tooth gap, brother. I'll, I'm telling you, you, you know it from a mile away. They got a space in their front teeth. It's like, oh, you're going to be with the winching. Here we go. When you see that immigrant two gap in that middle, they got that immigrant gap. Here we go. And <laughs> oh, the women, all immigrants. That's the one thing, we're all, we're all all over there. Yeah, but you're not all bedwitches bed and you're not all coons. That's the difference. Oh, no. You're not all bedwitches and not all, no, all yeah. coons. And that's why it's important for us over here and you over there because it's even more dire. Just understand what they're showing you now is they they've always had a way of doing this, and the world has always given Britain this 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 mystique that oh well they talk grand and proper and so that that that's some sign of civility. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Channel slavery was created by whom again? These folks can get vicious when they need to, and what they're showing. So when you're talking about
0: rabbit racist, yeah, she is uh, something, something else. Something else I want to talk about when, you, when, when you're saying the 500-year plan. Part of the 500-year plan is a uh, current um, House resolution bill, H.R. 1643 New Deal for New Americans Act of 2023. Look it up. Okay? Just look it up. It is disgusting. It is part of the plan that you just uh, laid out in full in your, um, in your uh, podcast.
1: All right. Thank you very much for um, giving us a call tonight. We appreciate that. Let me get called. Here go, 260. You're on, You're on live. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah. Okay, he's talking to his parole officer. We'll let him get back to that. Caller from Aaron Code 469. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where you calling from? This is Thomas calling from Dallas, Texas. All right, Thomas
0: from Dallas, what's on your mind? Uh yeah, Jason, this this broadcast, I mean you you put it on you put it right on the money. That salami guy, I mean, when he started talking about the woke and black people man, he got real angry. I'm gonna have to go back to and watch the broadcast again, but that guy got real angry when he started talking about black people, man. And I, I want to say this: is, is the evil thing about him is that what if he, if he was to take off, his man, we in trouble. as black people, I mean, they bringing these people from these other countries, man, and they hate our guts. And I'm gonna tell, I, I grew up in the city, man. Nobody likes it, man. Yeah, uh, even native Americans don't even like black people. Mexican people don't like black people. I mean, you name, I can go
1: down a list of.
0: Uh, Different that, hey, uh, hey, so you mean all that, all that
1: bowing and scraping and butt dancing and butt kissing and trying to convince everybody that we the cool friend of the party? You mean to tell me that did get us anywhere? Nowhere. I mean,
0: them old niggas play us, place <laughs> to, to the south. You know what I mean? And another thing, I thought it was against the law to stand around in, in New York because when folks was doing it, they, they created a law called. Uh, Stop and frisk. But when it when you when put these on different countries, they don't have that problem. A of bad, very
1: very bad good, very good bad point. And Eric Adams, who's a part of stopping frisk. And by the way, yeah, ain't no stopping frisk in New York for anybody except black folk. There's none for anyone there except us, as usual. They're showing you who their target is. No, 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 no. We made these laws for you, not for everyone else. Same thing in California. Remember, the, I told y'all a decade ago, the sheriff in Los Angeles. Oh, all the rest of y'all gotta have insurance except the illegals, women the They don't have to have car insurance. It'd be a hardship. So, yeah, you know, these folks are letting me you know that what we said the whole damn time is absolutely true. I said it over a decade ago that they're gonna get blatant with it. They're gonna get out in the open with it. And they're out in the open with it now. Because let's be very, very clear. It's going to be, if these folks do provide any work, it's going to be white folks who give it to them. It's going to be white folks. They're showing up in New York City to go see if there's some white folks who need something done for them. We're not showing up to see if Asians need nothing done. Asians ain't going to hire you. We're not showing up to see if black folks need anything. And there's not enough Latinos up to sustain them, obviously. So they're coming up here to find out, hey, is there these white folks need done? And they're being allowed to stand around here and do their thing. But you make a very good point. Yeah, ain't no stopping frisk here. And another thing
0: too, I thought I thought I thought having all these kids, you know, baby mamas, baby mamas, but they bring five and ten kids over the board. Now if you are going to text and board, you don't have a, a the desert with babies. Look, but they're allowed
1: to bring all these kids over and they're not even written. They won't they won't work her. They won't I mean she don't want like you said, she don't want a job. She, yeah. has, she just she came over and found out that she wants the plug. What? And I'm sitting on, on and sitting on the south side. The black cat pair the poor for it. And sitting on, it. and sitting on the south side of Chicago talking about what they need to do for her. Nobody invited her here. Nobody asked her to be here. She, she sure is bringing the entitlement, so that tells you that's engineered. When somebody shows up and got this much entitlement going, it's like, yeah, somebody put a bug in her ear, what's what
0: happened. The baby daddy He He's back, he's back on with me. I didn't have more kids.
1: Yeah, in America, I don't need him, shoot him across the border. That's correct. Either that, either, that either that or he's the mule. <laughs> either that or he's the mule, brother. We gotta take a look at it like that. Hey, either that or he's the mule. We're talking about the plug, brother. He goes deep so you go deeper than that. You either one the other. you you out. you you out. So, 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 as black people, we don't run. We're gonna stand here. We're gonna stand like we we gonna fight. There's no gonna
0: go on this planet that you're not gonna uh, face uh, white supremacy. So, I'm standing right here and I'm fighting for my family. And then, so with black people, that's what we gotta do. There's no way you're gonna run and hide. And,
1: and stop stop thinking that bullshit we got to stand and fight thank you very much for coming to calm night. new ones new ones always let me get caught up here you go to 702 you're on live black channel what's your name where you calling from
0: hey jason it's carol davis i just wanted to uh i just want to continue on another excellent bar, bar and uh uh and to say that you know where was where were you 20 or 30 years ago, we were all a really little young, but uh, I'm thinking in particular about my own upbringing uh, in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. My, my family is from South Carolina, but you know, they got chased out of there. We ended up opening up businesses in, in Cincinnati, Ohio, both places. and if you know anything about Cincinnati, it was kind of like the precursor to Silicon Valley, Cincinnati and the Dayton area. And what was happening was uh, not only Operation Paperclip, you know, you can look at up, you know what that's about. But also, yeah, uh, after the Immigration Act of 65 was implemented, what you started seeing were people like the scum Rums, uh his parents' generation being flooded into the tech jobs, the engineering, the uh, professorships, everything uh, in the Cincinnati area. I mean, you know, a town that had Previously, for hundreds of years, been you know either black or white. All of a sudden, it was you know it was it was, it was there was a significant Indian population, and I just you know I I, I now realize now I'm realizing basically your show what I was looking at when I was a kid in high school.
1: Uh, you know, it's these coming in uh, white supremacy, and, and they always talk about the Chinese and their hundred-year plans. White supremacy has always had none of this is accidental it can't be they're looking forward 20 30 50 100 years and saying okay here's how we need to re-maneuver and reorganize the chessboard so that we got the game ready but it's never accidental and that,
0: never and that, and not just at the and not just at the high end but also at the low end because what i also noticed as a kid growing up was you know, that was when they also started taking over the convenience stores and the hotels and the motels around the Cincinnati area because, you know, and, and, and you know, now that I realized how the game of economics is played, you know, they were given, they were given these things that, you know, at, in some options, in some situations where Black folks did own. You know the, the hospitality venues and the gas stations and whatnot and they were run out of business and those places and those stores were given to the
1: indians and they were given an economic skill with which to play with that they yeah, I mean, well, no they didn't have any okay. of the minuses against them so their credit scores they didn't bring over a credit score they brought over refugee status they were helped by the government they were getting housing we've already covered that like for example after the Vietnam War. A bunch of Vietnamese refugees were dumped down in New Orleans. They didn't take them up into the yeah. Northeast. And they said that it was because they come from fishermen backgrounds. Okay, well, if you don't do that, why didn't you take them up into the Northeast? They can do some lobster fishing. No, we'll them down there in Louisiana. They can go get some shrimp down there. So this is not something new. Ever since we fought for civil rights, there's just been this never-ending campaign to destabilize us everywhere we go. And it seemed at the time, you know, this was slowly turning up the heat on the frog and the skillet, it seemed like it was a small thing at the time. Now, decades later, you realize, yeah. hell, they just, they basically, they didn't turn on fire hose. What they did was they just turned on the tap on your kitchen sink halfway. They just turned it on halfway and just let it keep running was all they did and then you woke up a few days later and the water is at the top of the sink you come back tomorrow it's overflowing a little bit you come back in a week it's flooded the kitchen out you come back in a month and you got water damage all over the place so it didn't just happen overnight because they knew well we moved too fast folks are gonna recognize what it, it is they've been slow walking this thing the whole time and now they're in the paint with it. Thank you very much for giving us a call. I'm to get called America you 504. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, this is uh, Nicola. I'm Marty to chat though. Okay. Nicola. Nicola. You're Nicola calling from New Orleans. She sounds very unsure of herself. What is on your mind? No, because I'm not from a Orleans. That's not good.
6: Because
0: I'm hearing 500 years and it's got me like overwhelmed. And then I'm thinking back to the previous 500 years and I'm thinking, okay, what was going on then? Like, what was the plan
1: then? This is the second female caller we've had here tonight who claims she's overwhelmed. So they're having a lot of anxiety about this. Yeah. Now, was that I the reason, know. was that the reason you called in? No, I, I was
0: listening. I'm I you was talking i y'all. Yeah. But the more you all know, talk, the more.
1: <laughs> That's I'm interesting. You said that you were, art, you said that you were, art, you think about aliens. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, you said that you I mean,
6: were, okay.
1: you said you were Dell from the chat. Uh, did were you? Did you call in, or were you told to call in? No, no one told
0: me to call in. Okay, that's very interesting because there was an
1: Ardell in the chat who said something about Obama. Uh uh No,
0: I'm already grown
1: okay. in the chat. Okay, I thought you said Ardell. I said it three or four times. Y'all, she's very sugar. Uh, but... uh... Okay, well, definitely. um yeah. Just refer back to what I said to the previous call or the first one called in. She had her alarm. Uh, smoke alarm chirping and um the first couple of calls so this is not about you being scared and anxious you can't do anything being scared and anxious you're not here to be scared and anxious you're here to understand there are a lot of things in this world that can harm you fire electricity tall objects heavy objects sharp objects there's a lot of things that can harm you but you don't get up every day at least i hope you don't paranoid and today you're gonna to get burnt electrocuted or cut. What you learn is that I live in a world where this is where these things are, and the more aware you are, the more you manage it. Remember, a hundred years ago, you didn't have, well, over a hundred years ago, you didn't have a fully electrified, wired up country for electricity. You didn't have that. You had a bunch of folks with wood burning stoves. Uh, hot water was wood burning. And then over the course of, in each of those cases Woodbury, there, over like the course of a couple right. of decades, These same households have went from that to having electricity, to having hot water heaters, to having refrigerators, to having televisions, to having automobiles, automobiles. and you learn to manage each of those, not to be afraid. of So as life changes and as things change, this knowledge is being given to you so that you can make adjustments, not so you can make yourself afraid. Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Let me get called from Erico. Three, two, one. You're on live. The Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I can't go to. Hey, Jason, my
0: name is Antoine from Atlanta, Florida Florida. Uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, especially with the Indian thing. Cause me, I like I like history. A lot of people don't know. In India, they got to think That's where the whole concept of Aryan comes from. And it goes back to India. Even uh, the language got assembled from India. And People don't know that they got their own version of Native Americans in India, which when you look them up, they're black people. I'm talking about african living uh, people that live, that live in India that's been I there before. Yeah. People we call so-called Indians, and they're very anti-black. You well, know? so it makes sense. They, they know what they're doing. That's why they bring about Latinos, because Latinos have a strange anti-black culture down
1: there, and so do the Indians. Well, you know, when you take a look at these things, these folks didn't meet these folks and just not learn anything about them. What they learned were their their cultures. They learned their norms. They learned their vulnerabilities. So when they dealt with the East Indians, what white people found was, well, well, damn, they have a very well-established, very well-entrenched class culture. They've got a very well-entrenched caste system. Well, hey, you know, there's a points of similarity between us, right there. So they understand well, that every man's created equal, China, just uh, some people uh, more equal than others. So we ain't gonna have to fight but with them to accept white supremacy. Yeah. We just yeah. need to explain to them our understanding of it, because they already are. it.
0: Then when you move
1: on over there to China, oh, y'all already believe in an imperial system. You all already got that. Okay, well, we're gonna get along just fine because we have an imperial system too. You call him emperor, we call him king. So, we we been we, we, we about that. Okay, you believe in empire building. The Mongols, the Ming Dynasty. So, okay, you already own that. Well, you'll get along with us just fine. And everywhere you go, they look for a point of commonality, something that they can be like, okay, we're going to work with you because you understand this part of it. And now, decades later, who are their model minorities? You notice Black people have never graduated to model minority status, but the Asians, both the uh, Oriental and East Indian, the Asians came in with their model minority status. They didn't actually have to earn it. They just always been assumed that way. So what does that tell you? It can't be because of anything they actually did. It is
0: because of who they already were. Just like uh, Gandhi. Done. I found out Gandhi was very racist. And yeah. I, didn't, I just wanted to shout out show Chippendale. I didn't know it was owned my uh, Indian guy the whole time. Chippendale, the, the dancing, the guy dancing thing. If you watch that show. He told you he was very racist to the black dancer, even though the black dancer gave him the most money. Wow. That's
1: how a caste. That's how a caste system works. A caste system has absolutely nothing to do with how hard you work, how loyal to the regime you are, how little trouble you give the regime, how little trouble you give the dominant society. A caste system cares nothing for it, and doesn't have a damn thing to do with that. There is nothing that you can do to elevate yourself in the eyes of the dominant society, except one. Show them that you will not be their servant, nor their slave, nor their victim any longer. Now, that's the only thing that changes the way they treat you. But as far as going along to get along, and if I show them that I can be the most unproblematic cog in their machine, they'll take it easy on me, no, that never works, never has, never will. Thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. Big shout out here to uh, T. Turner, and especially uh, Miss Green. Thank you very much for supporting tonight's program, we appreciate that. Let me get called from Eric code 417, you're on live with the Black Channel, what's your name, where you calling from? i Al, who's from Missouri.
0: I want to piggyback what that last caller was saying about Gandhi. And he, you know, he, the history of black people in these things has never, never been good at all. Going back to that's, that's Gandhi, the first blackest coffers out in South Africa, and the only black person that really saw how these people were with I mean he kicked them out of the out of out of, out of in nineteen seventy one after he was watching some of these um he, you know, immigrants treat some of these black people as anything else. And so as we move forward, um, what we're seeing you with know, these so called mono modern um um people, you know who from China and India right now trying to make things go
1: back to the Caribbean and everything like this, back to Africa, it's pretty alarming to hope that some of these Negro um, leaders, you know, get their heads out of their ass and realize, you know, Well, the problem is they're part, of, they're, they're part of the problem. They're lockstep with it. There is no helping them or yeah. getting their heads on straight. They're just like Sunak and Ramaswamy. They're not you know, on the opposite side. They are collaborators. Their job is to get us calmed down while they keep turning the heat up and twisting the knife. Your black politicians in America, as the civil rights generation has elected them, the ones that they chose, those are the hand picked, bought off, puppeteers, Negroes whose job it is to keep the rest of us calm and quiet. Don't you talk about no racism now? you talk about no rip region, you're going to make them folks mad now. Y'all need to call all that down. And we've gone against the rain. Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Let me get 973. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's going on, uh, Jason? This is Gene Calling out
0: of Edison, New Jersey. Uh, I got a question. So, how much of us do you think that we the outside groups are going to basically use racism as a Trojan horse? To domestically undermine the United States, because I mean, each people that are speaking are coming from coming groups
1: and nation coming from United States that is basically aligning themselves with Russia to basically, uh, you know, to uh, do away with the dollar and basically try okay. to neutralize. Yeah, yeah, you all shouldn't uh, be. You all shouldn't be too. Uh, th- don't don't get snowed under by those things. Okay, look okay notice what america ain't saying now if russia was such a big bad threat right now and if it was as bad as they claim, this do you realize we're still doing trade and every damn thing with them right now if china was such a damn issue we would have closed the borders and cut them off we would have treated them like we did al-qaeda if china is really this big huge national security threat america shows you how it treats national security threats so there's no way that these things could be a national security threat because America's not treating it like one. Now we've seen how they treat threats and we have seen how they treat threats domestically, take a look the black people. They haven't done a damn thing. So I want you all to understand that what you're looking at is like the mafia. I've told you this now for over a decade. You gotta understand it's like the mafia, just like in America, white people in America understand that they're not fighting with each other over whether there will be white supremacy there will be white supremacy what they're only fighting over is who gets to hold the knife to cut the slices of the white supremacy cake that's all they're arguing over day after day decade after decade i covered this in my documentary race War. i tried to show you all in real time this is why it was so important to have a documentary made by us so i could show you from the principles involved i showed you richard spencer and jared taylor didn't have a lot nice to say about each other. And you would figure, well, hell, they both feel the same way about us. Well, yeah, but that doesn't constitute a conflict between them. The conflict isn't over white supremacy. They both agree on white supremacy. Their conflict is, oh, no, no, no. Jared, you don't have the right idea. I, Richard, have the right idea. Jared's like, no, 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 Richard, you don't have the right idea. I have the right idea. That's the only conflict going on. So when you see Iraq, China, Russia, this isn't a fight over whether or not they're going to have this global system of control. It's over who's going to run it. That's all. So if they wanted to shut each other down, they be treating each other like they do Cuba. They're trying to shut that down. Iraq, they're trying to shut that down. Black folk, they're trying to shut that down. ISIS, Al Qaeda, they're trying to shut that down. They're not trying to shut of this town. What they're doing is like the mafia. Every once in a while, somebody gets smacked up. Every once in a while, somebody gets smacked up. Somebody gets shot every once in a while that happens you watch that happen all the way from the black hand to lucky luciano to carlo gambino to john gotti to today but you've never seen the mafia get together to shut itself down they're not arguing over whether or not there should be a mafia they're only arguing over whether or not how best to maintain it so when you hear these kind of things and you hear about BRICS and all oh, they're gonna challenge the dollar and whatnot, no, nobody's nobody's trying to X each other out. It's not what they're doing. What they're doing is jockeying for control, which is what they're supposed to be doing. They're just trying to leverage the best deal they can for themselves. Case in point, you remember, hey, I showed y'all China and India are a part of BRICS, and yet they got their soldiers, soldiers over there shooting and killing each other on the Himalayan border today, now, right now. Today. Happening right now, not not decades ago. They added it with each other right now, and yet that is not getting in their way of setting up a global, uh, socio economic organization. So I just don't want you all to be you're deceived right. about what you're seeing. Hey, Jason, you're right, but my next question will be this:
0: If, if, if black Americans, if we have no means to punish and reward you
1: know i mean people that people within our group how are we going to how are we going to basically punish uh people in other groups Like, right? you know what i'm saying that's one thing untrue brother thing. untrue first and foremost being on code take a look at the way we've made more progress in the last two three years than the civil rights generation made in three decades we made more progress since george floyd than the civil rights generation made before that You got folks getting locked up. You got policy on the table. You got reparations being made a mainstream conversation. (laughs) We didn't wait for somebody to give us permission for that. We didn't wait for the pastor, Pastor Barber, to come give us permission. Damn, we didn't wait for Roland Martin. All those folks were working against it, and now they are born-again reparations. So just understand what progress looks like. It's slow. It's glacial, because it should have been started decades ago. We went off on some ill-advised fantastic voyage into integration, but recognize, brother, we have made a difference. We have made moves. And the biggest thing that's happened is being on code, a national conversation where black people start talking the same way, or let me put this a different way. I covered this before, but let me give you all a reminder. This part I'm going to tell you is going to be kind of controversial, but when you talk about a society changing, Want you to recognize something. Do you remember what I told you were the five steps to Nazi Germany? Step number one. They speak in their homes to each other around the dinner table. The folks they know most, family, maybe a friend, but they don't really go much further than that. Next. They speak in the streets. Oh, now you're going down to the church. Now you're down to the bingo hall, the barbershop. We ain't talking about pinching girls on the roof no more. We're talking about something else now. You see it, in, you see it, and the people that talk to you. We've now expanded it beyond the beyond the confines of The home is out in the streets now. Next, the media. Now your national communication apparatus. Now you turn on your TV, you turn on your radio. In our case, you turn on the internet and social media and here you're hearing a fully defined black agenda that doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like integration. You got something that wasn't brought to you by the white politicians. The white politicians did not bring this agenda. We're the ones who brought that for ourselves. So that's dangerous. White society brought us integration and said, well, don't worry. If you want change? Here's what it needs to be. We said, yeah, we got our own ideas and we're not asking you. Well, you need to go to Congress and be the committee. No, we don't. We just need to stand. We need to take the streets and we take the streets for our agenda. And the the agenda is not to pass a bill. You go ahead and talk about bills and committees. We take it to the streets tonight. Next thing you know, conversations start changing. You take it to the streets. What y'all going to do? The soldiers be in the streets. What you going to do, Jason, if you do arrest them or whatever? I'm bailing them straight out. They're going to be back out by morning. Hell, they'll be out tonight if I can get the bonds in the hands of the phone. Next thing you know is, oh, we can't hold them. Y'all are getting organized. And not to buy a pair of damn shoes, neither. So you're seeing that the national conversation has changed. Barack Obama is a cancer and a pariah. He can't get nothing done. They had to go ahead and retire him. Him and Michelle Obama are t- sitting up here trying to milk their Netflix and not Spotify deals. They can't make no money on the streets. They have no black support anymore except the geriatric crowd. But 20 years later, they ain't got no support. They recognize this is a death blow. So I want you to understand, it seems minor. I know that. But you got to understand that the precursor of all action is thought and speech. And if I can get you to think about something different than you've been thinking about, and if I can get you to talk about something different than you've been talking about on a regular basis, I damn sure know you're gonna start doing things differently. You have no choice. What you think becomes your habits. What becomes your habits becomes your life. Leave Jason Black. Jason might be lying. Jason might be exaggerating. Jason might be uh trying to blow it up bigger than it really is. Don't believe Jason Black. That the situation has changed. Ask Mr. Ramaswamy, who's decided that the only thing he can do with his fortune that he's made is run for president against Black people. And he's not even Caucasian. Don't believe Jason Black. Believe Mr. Ramaswamy. He said it. He's going to George Peterson. He's on meet the press. Don't believe me. Believe him. He has no reason to lie and say that we're making the progress we are. He's the one saying he's scared to speak crazy about us. He's the one saying he's scared to go against our agenda. He's the one saying that he's scared to say he's not in support of reparations. He's the one saying that. Don't believe me. Jason could be lying to you. Okay, Jason may be lying. Then what's this guy doing saying the exact same thing I've been telling you? If we're not making any progress... Why is he saying all oh, hell's breaking loose? Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Brothers and sisters, don't believe me. Look at him. Did I set him up to this? Did I put him up to this? Did I pressure him into this? Did I make him do this? Is he an employee of mine? And yet he's claim, he's coming back to black folk and talking about this woke thing. What is the woke thing? Anti-white supremacy. Next thing you know, he's like, this will change everything. You damn right. Don't believe me. Believe our enemies. If everything was fine, this man would be sitting on the beach somewhere, kicking it with a couple of CEOs and corporations to go pull off another pharmaceutical scam. He's like, man, we stopping the car right here to deal with these Negroes." Call him Erico260, you're on live with Black Channel. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, it's Jordan from Indiana. Okay, Jordan from where at Indiana. Portland. Okay, what's on your mind? Um, well,
0: I'm the you told me to call back in seven weeks when my school finished for the semester. Um, so here's me calling back. That's point one. Point two is I thought it was
1: interesting that um, I guess reading the headline. Okay, Jordan, slow Next down. Slow down for a moment. Now yeah. I told you to call back in right. seven weeks. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, where were you in school at? Uh, I'm the, the the nerdy kid. You, you yeah down there. Well, I'm very I'm very glad you found my yeah. other, I'm very glad you found my other YouTube channel. This is the uh, wrong program here. We'll be on tomorrow night. So, definitely give me a call back tomorrow night. I'd like to get an update on that. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Jason has been putting in a lot of work out there. I've been putting in a lot of work. So, give us a call back here tomorrow. Jordan, we'll, we'll take care of that. We're doing something a little bit different here tonight. Let me get, call from air code 912. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Black Alpha Network. i uh, calling in for Savannah, Georgia. Okay,
0: what's on your mind? All right, first brother, I want to thank you for this episode and previous episodes for forecasting this 500-year plan and strategizing around it. But too many brothers and sisters forget that mascot, they still work for the team. And that team is global white supremacy. So I appreciate you for strategizing around that, that brother and sister. So one thing I want to make, and this is a point to your point, and I'm glad you highlighted it, too many people focus in on the hotbeds like the Texas and the California. Right here in Savannah, Georgia, there's places inside the town that look like El Paso, Texas straight like El Paso, Texas, it looks like anywhere on the border where they're bringing people in time after time again and basically elevating these buffer class and these things above us. The question I want to have, you know, I want to present to you, brother, is when you start talking about the 500-year plan, we're aware of, I don't know how anybody that's listening to you and not, you know, understood what's going on. The question I want to ask you, when it comes to these different buffer classes and everybody that's coming in to elevate us. well, I guess I kind of really agree with what you're going to probably say, quick. Republicans and Democrats, can you tell people how they work on the same side as well as you know these different countries, they're not gonna fight each other, India, America, China, they're not gonna fight each other on behalf of black people. Because I try to break that down to both the social and they tend to think that somehow America's gonna fall and everybody's gonna say, well,
1: we're in for black folks, and that's not really the case. And that's what I wanted to ask you. If you believe that anybody is in favor of black, either inside America's government or outside or overseas and foreign governments. Ask yourself one question. Where's the money? Show us where the money is. Thank you very much for giving us a call. He's uh, gotten into a wrestling match with his phone. But uh, show us where the money is. Tell us where the money is. Tell us where you're investing. Show us what you're spending. Because you see, when China wants to set up a Silk Road, they buy bridges, dams, and construction projects in Africa. They don't give lip service, they start cutting checks. When America wants to set up shop in the Middle East, they don't bring integration and lip service, they start cutting checks. When somebody is trying to promote you, they start cutting checks. (laughs) They start giving room and board. They get the money moving. So the bottom line is, you don't don't let anybody fool you with any of these symbolic gestures. What they offer Black people, both in America and China and Russia, whenever they want to bring up racism in America and then don't want to bring up racism where they are, it's not like they're on Team Black. It's not like that's what's going on. I'm watching it. It's not like that's what's going on, and they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. That's all you gotta ask yourself is very simple. You wanna cut through all the clutter and all the confusion, tell them, where's the investment? Who's cutting the check? And then you all you gonna hear is symbolism. Where they You Don't want to play, call America, call it 929. You're on live with Black Channel. What's your name? Where you calling from? Is Jason. this is Daryl from Chicago. All right, Daryl from Chicago, what's on your mind?
0: Jason, that's on to broadcast tonight. And I just want to regulate to all people that are listening. They shouldn't even be worried about this because you've been sharing information with us and giving us everything that we need to know. And uh, of course I was doing our own research as well. But i want to appreciate thank you for that. That's the first thing. Second thing, you have to know in here over here in Chicago. You know i live on the south side of Chicago and um Godfrey, we didn't do it. They've been trying to do everything they can. And it's a nice area over here, and maybe they want that area, but they can't get it because we best in it and we're not moving at all. And we're taking it like it is. We stay on code, everybody's working together, and they see that they ain't playing with So we got to stay on code and we ain't playing with nobody. And that's why we got to be. We just turn it on. We can just the for all of these things, just like you said, but we got to stay on code with
1: Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Please do give us a call again. Let me get a caller from area code 501. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you call from? Hi, this is Big Bird.
0: I'm calling from Little Rock, by way of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, to contextualize our questions, because uh, you're giving us uh, their, their plan, well, I'm, I want to my, my, I want to take my plan and see what you think of it, because I respect your opinion. Uh, my plan is to gain money off of what they're doing to us like i'm a notary public and i'm also about to get my uh insurance license and i will end up my area in little rock has uh, a fast growing latino population i i want to see what you think about me using my you know, um ambitions to capitalize
4: on uh, that the latino community that's growing in my area Sure, if you can,
0: there's no reason you shouldn't. That's it, thank
1: you. All right, thank you everyone <laughs> for giving us a call tonight. Of That's simple, y'all. Okay. Dollars, universal language. Yeah. Do business with everybody. They, everybody does business with us. You can walk into any Mexican restaurant you want to. You can walk into any Chinese restaurant you want to. Hell, they send them up in black neighborhoods. Do business with everybody. Just don't get confused. Call from and coming 415. You're on live with Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
6: Hey, it's April. i calling from San Francisco.
0: How are you doing, Jason? Hi, right, April from San Francisco. What's on your mind?
6: Um, so,
0: yeah, another great program tonight. Um, kind of piggybacking off of your previous word about Doctrine of Discovery. From that to 9-11 to COVID to, or see whatever um to what what you're talking about tonight
6: it's, it's a straight line continuum
0: for white supremacy and when you mentioned the the whole thing with the you know uh black wealth is going to fall to zero by 2050 something 2080 something um uh,
7: that's that's a, a plan in
0: action of returning us to slavery that's a plan and action of eliminating us through this factful genocide, that's a plan of action that has been ongoing all
6: this time.
0: And, you know, it, it's just amazing that people are not seeing that, like, the the whole, the whole idea that they have is, is take a look at Libya, what they did with Libya. Um, Those Benghazi rebels were like the KKK, and they went after black people, black Libyans, and called them uh, rapists and mercenaries that were not from Libya. Um they returned those people were free under Gaddafi and they you know, they had they had, uh, you know, the highest Wealth rates, you know, out in the entire continent
1: of Africa. Well, that's because these things are global. They made, that's how America set What's up that? its beachheads in other places. America's been doing it for decades and decades. Reality, China is just catching up to where America already was decades ago. America and Britain did their exactly. empire building. The rest of these folk are really just trying to catch up now. Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. I'm only going to take a few more phone calls here, folks, so everybody here, I'm going to try to get you in, but uh, keep your comments brief. Uh, get in, get in, get out, or uh, I'll help you keep it brief for you, whichever you prefer. Let me get a caller from area code 937. You're on live with Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh,
0: yeah, my name's Calvin from uh, Jacksonville. Okay, Calvin from Jacksonville, what's on your mind? Um... Yeah, uh, this is a great uh, broadcast. Um, I was just uh, wondering,
1: because you know, they got a lot of hurricanes here in Florida. Do you think that would be a problem? For what? It hasn't been a problem so far. It hasn't been a problem so far, sir. It hasn't prevented anyone from wanting to build there. New York has snowstorms and floods, not stopping anybody from building there. So, no. No. Caller Miracle 718, you're on live with Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
0: My name is Mr. Blue from New York City, the
1: Bronx. Right, I'm Mr. Yes, I just want to say, uh, first of all, thank you, Jason, for the broadcast. Um, what we're seeing here in New York City is there are organizations and brothers and sisters
0: that are organizing, talking about reparations talking about critical thinking in the schools, educating our children to, um, to be codified and they on code and to speak about racism, white supremacy as it exists, what it is and how it works. And some of the problems that still exist is that brothers and sisters, we have noticed, um, one, I haven't read nearly Fuller's book, which is not a requirement, but you should understand um, what codification does mean. And also um, when it comes to schooling, and education i'm a teacher and um we have noticed that in the new york city public school system there is an inadequate attention towards uh, underrepresented communities uh, children of color not black and just not black and brown but specifically black children um foundational black american children and their critical thinking skills and we're always trying to work towards making things better for them and having them truly understand what's going on and how to be codified in that language, that thought, speech, and action. And I just want
1: to thank you for the broadcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Let me get a caller from Eric Code 337. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Ren. I'm calling
0: from Lafayette, Louisiana. No, All right, uh, Ren from Lafayette. What's on your mind? Well, big brother Jason, you preach week after week, week after week, and we still don't get it. I'm in education as well as the previous caller here in, uh, Louisiana, higher education, and Louisiana is giving out free English classes to all the teachers. Okay. They've been doing this for years. So all this has been programmed years in advance to set everybody up to surpass and supplant us. And we don't believe it. We don't get it. Okay. At one point in time, I had seven to 80% of all Mexicans in my class. Right now, it's about 450. And that number is dropping wide because they're bringing in Guatemalans, Hondurans, and everyone else because they know that the Mexican population get too high on the hall, Plus, because of what, point number two, my last point, President Ovidor chipped his hand two weeks ago and let everybody know he wanted to go and join BRICS. Well, if Mexico joins BRICS, all the Mexicans start coming back to Mexico because China's going to flood the entire market down there with construction and real mm-hmm. type of jobs. And the government knows that. We don't get it. We don't get it, Jason. And I
1: thank you so much for doing what you do each and every week. God bless. Thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. I mean, part of the issue hasn't been that we necessarily don't get it. As Black people, we've been on the outside looking in. They've had us so wrapped up just fighting for survival. They had the civil rights generation cooning the hell out, chasing religion, chasing interracial sexual access, chasing drugs, chasing bastard babyism and and, um, illegitimate babyism. Chasing indulgence and consumerism, so you you had us for the most part being sidelined. It's not like we've been power brokers about anything. We've been watching on the sidelines what's been going on. We're really the first generation that's really trying to get heads on straight to say, hey, we need to grapple with what the issue actually is. But the civil rights generation, the baby boomers, World War II—they could have had this conversation decades ago. They were trying to figure out how to go along to get along. Maybe we can pass about these white spruces. And instead, it should have been sticking to the game plan. Caller from Air Code 347, you're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where you call it from? Okay. Caller from Air Code 347 has been abducted. Caller from Air Code 708, you're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where you call it from? Sean
5: from Chicago.
1: All right. Sean from Chicago. What's we'll you on your mind?
5: So
0: I appreciate how you highlight um, white supremacy in the next 500 years. Black people like me is mentally enslaved by like, um, let's say cigarettes, stuff like that, right? If you go into Canada, the state of Canada is like have low um, violence rates. You go in Canada, they got cigarettes, but they cover them up by curtains. Or like, if you go to Minnesota, they shut down a liquor store like at 12 o'clock. Okay, so what is well, Sean, like What that. is your point, ma'am? I don't get it, ma'am. What, what are we talking about? The point is, you highlighted one time when you was talking on your broadcast, how many people smoking, right? Again, all of the cigarettes lit up, right? So, you talked about, too, how we all use crunches. So we all have a crunch to something. And the crunch is these nicotine products, um, alcohol, stuff like that. Somebody previously said something about critical thinking. We lack in critical thinking because we keep using these crunches. So I appreciate that. Definitely, I see how that
1: could be an issue. However, I don't think we nearly have the cigarette use that we used to have even now. Right now, I'm more worried about the cell phones than I am about cigarettes, to be totally honest with you. I'm more concerned about people being wrapped up in their cell phones and treating social media as if that's a real place and uh, engaging in stupidity like feminism and gender warring because they see themselves as honorary white people, so they're diminishing the really big issues and blowing up, you know, ooh, can I be LGBT and two last like, as if it's a major issue? So I hear what you're saying, but in reality, I actually consider these other things to be a more pressing issue, to be totally honest. Thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. Well, folks, like I say, it's been an involved program here because I want to go into the deep details of it. That's why you have us here as your new black media, because we can take deal with this long form. I want to lay out the case comprehensively here tonight. I know it's been a lot to absorb, but I think it's well worth it. And um, I hope you get a lot out of it here if you want. From going forward, when folks ask me what the game plan is, what I'll be doing is I'll be referencing this program to you. I'll be referencing this program, white supremacy, the next 500 years. Next time you ask me what it is, you want all the facts and figures, you want the proof, you want the empirical data, you want the proof of how they're moving and where they're moving, this program tonight has been it. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. If you are new here to the Black Channel, welcome to the Haven of Intelligent Black Thought. You just saw an example tonight of what we do. Click that red subscribe button. Click that yellow notification bell. Join us each every time that you're here. If you haven't been to our website, blackchannelfilms.com, you want to go there and check out our groundbreaking, best-selling documentary work, 7 a.m., Gentrified, Race War, all available on DVD and streaming. Go to blackchannelfilms.com. That is blackchannelfilms.com. I want to thank everyone of you for tuning in tonight's program, live or recorded. Thank you to everyone who has contributed to support tonight's program on PayPal, Cash App, Super Chat, Venmo. Thank all of you for liking and subscribing. And this concludes tonight's broadcast of the Black Channel. I am your host, your brother, your humble servant, the Black Authority. And until next time, my brothers and my sisters from around the world, remember, Black is the future, and the future is the future.